number five. We did it a whole hand. Woohoo! Yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. This week we have Lou and Gabe. Say hello, guys. What's up? Yo. And we also have a special guest, Jess, the intern. <laughs> hello. <laughs> I hate that. Oh, man. I was awesome. trying to think of the best title, but, you know, I mean, it's the truth. <laughs> I think everyone knows me by that by now, so it's fine. Yeah, not soccer star, not youngster, <laughs> the intern. The intern. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so this week we are going to talk about Jess's journey uh, to CrossFit and what kind of led her to CFO, and then we're also going to discuss uh, – how reopening CFO looks like and what to potentially expect. So we're going to go ahead and start with Jess, put you in the hot seat. Jess, can you tell us uh, what brought you to CrossFit and just kind of like a little bit of your background? No, yeah, for sure. So I graduated from UCF in this past December. Um, I was a student athlete there. I played uh, soccer for five years. And then after I left, I just really didn't know what I wanted to do um, but I knew I wanted to be a part of a gym or fitness in some aspect of my life so I think me and Lou got in contact with each other and had a conversation about you know coming to join and being a part of the staff and also getting into CrossFit um, it wasn't really I hadn't had CrossFit on my mind I mean I've always seen it and always thought it was cool but never thought I would be into it um, but I said okay, let's give it a go. And so I came and did, I think I did one session on Saturday and I absolutely fell in love with it. Um, and I really loved the staff and that was how I got into it. And ever since, I mean, I'm not going to get all gushy, but you know, the staff has become <laughs> a little bit of my family, I guess. And, uh, you get gushy? I've never even seen that side of you. Only only sometimes when I need something, you know. But <laughs> but yeah, that's the gist of it. And ever since I, I can't stop. So, yeah. Now it seems like you kinda just uh kind of didn't go into too much detail on this whole soccer thing, but you mean <laughs> you you didn't just play soccer, right? There's there, there's a little more to it, right? Um, what do you mean by that? I, I mean, like, as far as, like, Come on, brag a little bit. Team. Yeah, you can kind of okay, okay, tell us. Okay, that... <laughs> So, yeah, so I, I obviously, I've been playing soccer since I was four, and then I, um, I had a couple offers going into college, and I decided UCF was the best fit for me. They were top 25 at the time, and I thought it'd be a challenge for me to go somewhere, um, and grow as a soccer player instead of staying complacent and, um, you know, kind of just going to a school that has really good academics as well. Mm. And so I ended up going 2015. Yeah, 2015, summer of 2015. And it was hard. It was a big transition. Um, and, you know, I almost got kicked off the team because, you know, it was such a transition. But I ended up there. I tore my PCL my sophomore year. So I redshirted my sophomore year. And then I was there for another uh, – Till, till this past December, um, I got named captain for my last season. Um, so that was kind of cool. And, um, you know, every single season that we had was over, you know, 
half of our we won more than half of our games always um we were in the top 20 for each year I'd been there um we beat UNC which was really cool but yeah so I mean going there really challenged me to be the person I am now and have the leadership qualities I do um but I was the old one I was 23 with like 17 year olds so Mm -hmm. that was a that was actually the best part of it to be able to lead um the little ones and kind of you know I I figured out that it was what I wanted to do is kind of help others in sport or in fitness um and it just kind of became my passion Jeff did you um somebody in your family that was a soccer player how'd you get into soccer at such a, a young age so I know I was just like I was literally a boy when I was little I I wanted to literally a boy did you no, I cut, well, my dad, cut, <laughs> my dad cut my hair to my ears when I was little because he didn't want to brush my hair. So I literally looked like a boy. Like people ask me, like, you're a girl, right? I'm like, um, yeah, I'm a girl. <laughs> like I can play a sport. But yeah, so no, it's just like my family had a background. My dad played sports. I mean, my mom played um, softball in college. Nothing too big, not D1 or anything, but she played. So we, we come from a background of, you know, athletes, but I don't know. I think I just liked every single sport that I ever played. I was playing flag football, basketball, and soccer all at the same time and ended up just sticking with soccer and loving it. Okay. So you were playing multiple sports and kind of just gravitated towards soccer at some point. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Interesting. I like yeah. It. Now, Jess, I've seen uh, a couple of pictures online of you um, using a basketball players uh, signature celebration tongue out of their mouth move uh is that something that you borrowed from michael jordan not sure if you know who that is Uh, i was just curious no i actually so like the whole airplane i mean i put my arms out because it's it's kind of old school when when players used to celebrate back in the day they used that move and i was like you know what it's my senior year i'm gonna go all out with what I do and tongues out just kind of my thing. I always have my tongue out when I'm playing. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't steal it. It's just, you know, my signature now. <laughs> Can we clarify back in the day? Because I think it means something different to you than it does to the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably when you were my age. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, do you remember what the workout was that you did on that Saturday that you came to CFO? I okay kind I kind of do. It was a it was definitely a partner wad and it was <laughs> dumbbell push-ups to overhead press, wall balls, um uh I think there were squats. There was a bunch of things in it, push-ups. It was like it it wasn't too hard, so I got lucky. I was like, "Thank God because I would have died doing the other workouts that I have done now." Um, Mm -hmm. and I would have been embarrassed because they would have thought I was like, not an athlete, um, (laughs) because it's such a different, it's so different than coming from soccer where you, you do cardio and then you do weights, but then putting the two together is a completely different case. And kudos to anyone who's in CrossFit, anyone who does that type of stuff, because it's, it's no joke. Right. You had a real badass partner, didn't you? That workout, I remember. It you wasn't really, you, Lou. You really looked out. <laughs> it actually wasn't you. It was Amanda. Oh yeah, that's right. 
Oh yeah. Yeah, so I did have a badass partner. It just you see, I, I tried to team myself up for that one. <laughs> but yeah. Uh do you do you have any plans as far as like wanting to coach CrossFit at some point or I mean any thoughts on that? Yeah, so I mean me and Lou have talked about it a bunch. Um I kind of just wanted to get the flow of it first. We were talking about getting my L1. Um, but it, I mean, it was, it was a bit pricey and I was still, I was still in school in the spring. So I decided, you know, to wait and feel it out and really get to know everyone and, and get to know it myself. Cause I felt like I, I felt like it would have been, I don't know, not dumb, but just a better learning experience to, to go through it like in real life first and then go through it in a classroom. Cause I think, I just think that's the, like a better way to learn it. Um, so I, I didn't want to put myself in a situation where I was learning the movements there. And then I got out and I was like, okay, well, no one, no one knows me from this gym. No, no one knows who I really am. And I didn't know CrossFit well enough to just put myself in there and be like, oh yeah, I'm a CrossFit coach, but I've never done it before. So um, yeah, I definitely want to do it in the future because I mean, I, like I said, I never thought of CrossFit before. And now that I'm in it, I can't, I can't not be in it. Um and especially like with this group of people, Ew, I'm getting gushy again, but um, <laughs> I think, I think there's such a stigma sometimes to CrossFit that people see because it's like, Oh, like they're just going to get injured or, you know, they just want you to lift heavy or blah, blah, blah. And I, and I think um, our coaching staff and our owners do a really good job of really teaching people the foundations, the basics, you know, if, you can go at the weight that you want. It's really just getting the best workout for you, essentially. Um, we don't care what you do. We just want you to do your best. So I, I just think I like the culture of CFO. I mean, I haven't been to many other CrossFit gyms, so I can't state what they do, but I I absolutely love it. So, yeah, I going back to L1, I'll probably get my certification when everything's not crazy anymore and right. uh, hopefully, you know, get into coaching. Awesome. Yeah, I think one of the things that I had noticed when you first came to the gym was you could definitely tell right away that you were uh, an athlete um, just because of the way that you moved. And also uh, at the frustration you had at yourself when you couldn't pick <laughs> a movement that's completely foreign to you up uh, at the drop of a hat. <laughs> uh, no, I, I definitely appreciate that because I'm like that too, where I'm like, I should be able to do this the first time I try it right. Um, so yeah, I, I found that funny, but you know, the, the point being is, is that you definitely put in the work after class or just, you know, on your own to get better and also to help others with what, you know, you, you've learned yourself. For sure. Totally. I mean, I think it, how, I think it took me like how long to even get a chest to bar like three months. So yeah, that was frustrating, but <laughs> um it's so rewarding when you can finally get it and you're like, Oh, okay. I got it now. Yeah. Yeah. And Lou, you can probably speak more to it, but I would, I mean, Jess is probably one of the few people we've ever hired that didn't really have the CrossFit background that we're kind of looking for. Like Jeremy, we touched on it last time with, uh, talking about Brie and she wasn't quite as experienced as what we were used to, but mm -hmm. she had the, she had the right attitude but she did have her L1 and, and knew what CrossFit was and had done it for at least some period of time. Um, I think Jess is probably, as far as specific CrossFit experience, the least experience we've ever brought on board. But 
we knew, and Lou can speak to this more, but we knew just from her personality and, and the fact that she was coming out of, she was a college athlete, like that she was going to be a good fit in our gym right out of the gate. Right, Lou? Yeah. I, you know, we were looking for an addition and, you know, we had, we had just brought uh, Bree on. So we sort of solidified the open role, but we kept our, um, our, our, uh, what do you call it? Our listing open online. And, uh, and Jess came through and I remember looking at her resume and the one thing that stuck out was her athletic background and she had been captain of, of the UCF soccer team and just the leadership roles. And I remember saying to Gabe, I was like, we should talk to her because we, you know, she might not have CrossFit experience, but she has great experience that would lend to her being very, um, productive and and to be great in this environment mm -hmm. and um and so we called her and talked to her and of course you know as you can you can tell she's very passionate and she can be a real hard ass when she's not being gushy <laughs> which, we, which we really enjoy um and yeah i mean it, it worked out really well and, and we it if it, it fits well because we were really looking for um someone to help out in in some various roles and to help uh, bring along and build. And I, and it just, you know, it, it worked out really well. So, and that's, that's how, that's how the intern thing started. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the other thing too, is just the attitude, right? Like your, your approach, like you said, you didn't just go out and get your, your L1. You were like, I want to learn as much as I can and get to know the environment and the gym first and the people. And, um, and so I think that, that'll, you know, creates a great foundation for you and sets you up well um, for doing stuff moving forward. So. Oh, guys, this is so nice. <laughs> well, with that being That's said, it. Jeff, Done. Yeah, yeah, we're going to move on now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Awesome. Well, to well, that point, Jeremy, yep. to that point, like, it's huge that, um, like, we've had a lot of people, we've, we've talked to and interviewed a lot of people who are what I would call yes, yes men, or just people who knew the right things to say to show that they knew what CrossFit was, like they knew the right answers and they would, they would sometimes be over the top. And Jess just came in and was kind of like, yeah, I'm down with this. I, you know, I don't really, you know, she was, she was passionate <laughs> obviously, but she wasn't really out to impress Lou or I with how great she was or her, her smarts in CrossFit. She was just like, I, yeah, I'm really interested. And, and so it was just, it was, it was really her just being, real upfront about everything that impressed us and not trying to uh, go out of her way to make us think she was better than she was or, or, you know, more experienced than she was. That was cool. Right. Right. Okay. Jess, we are moving on from you. All right. We might, we might circle back around. Probably not. But we might. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for my fame. <laughs> all right, gang, we are going to move on to what, we all can potentially expect with reopening. So uh, group classes were not in the phase one of the world reopening. Uh, hopefully we'll be in phase two, but today we're gonna kind of discuss what we can uh, possibly expect when CFO opens back up. So I'll leave this to uh, Lou or Gabe, whoever wants to kind of start. Um, let's just kind of talk about what ha what's what can the members expect when they walk in the door as to maybe some of the changes that have been done behind the scenes or at the gym cleaning supplies etc 
So we have uh, definitely taken a lot of time to come up with some different procedures um, from, a, I guess you want to call it cleanliness or sanita- uh, sanitizing standpoint. Um, so, you know, we, we have this, we know we, we got this cart together and we, we put all the cleaning supplies on it to make it a lot more efficient um, when we transition classes. And of course we have, um, we have added supplies uh, to make it uh, easier for everybody uh, to take care of that type of thing when class is ending. Um, and that, I mean, that's, I think to be expected, right? Um, the, our thought was we would shorten class times just in the, uh, in the interim in the, the immediate future um, until we can get back to a little bit of normalcy. So probably in, in the next phase when we are included in, in phase two to, to open at some sort of capacity, we would open with a 40 minute class time and it would allow us to have 20 minutes of transition to uh, clean the equipment, transition members out and then uh, the new class in. Um, and it gives the coaches a, a good amount of time as well to be able to make sure everything is clean and set. And so what that would look like is potentially having uh, stations set on the floor, depending on what they're going to allow us to have for class sizes uh, and the equipment for that day would be set out for the member in their station. So it would, you know, create efficiency, of course, um, and the member would know when they come in that their equipment that's in their station is cleaned and sanitized. And then uh, that would happen again when we rotate the class out uh, and the new class in. So, um, of course, we'll be, you know, still wanting uh, members to clean up and and, uh, clean up after themselves and whatnot. But uh, the coach is going to have a a helping hand in that as well in the transition time. So um, and then we'll you know, whether we have to post some procedures or do those types of things, but um, we just want to, I think we want to feel it out. Right. Gabe. I mean, I don't know, you know, we discussed 45 minute classes, we discussed 50 minute, 40 minutes. So I think we're going to start with 40. And then if we need to, um, if we feel like it's running efficiently and and we can expand the class time a little bit, then we'll do so. But um, we like to make sure that we're, we're covered um, and people are feeling safe and that we're taking the proper, uh, precautions to make them feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be, I mean, the main, the main big difference is we want to try to get somewhat back to normal as soon as possible, but the main differences are, are limited, probably class sizes, right? We're going to wait for what the, the, uh, what the, they put out about that if they have a specific formula or what have you, but we're guessing that we're going to have to limit class sizes. We've talked about if that is the case, maybe adding a class time or two during the day to make sure that we can get everybody in. Um, so those are all things that are kind of fluid. But then, yeah, having we'll have the floor uh, probably taped out in sections so that people know where their space is. And then just that little bit of extra time. For, and it's uh, important. I wanted to reiterate what you already said, that the coaches will be doing some extra cleaning as well, but it's also going to be up to the members to make sure that their stuff is clean as well. So we're going to be a little bit more stringent on, Hey, clean up after yourself. Whereas in the past we've been like, ah, yeah, don't worry about it too much if you don't, (laughs) but it's going to, obviously everybody's going to have to pitch in, especially for this, for this, for the next few months to kind of make sure we're all safe here. Can you guys uh, speak a little bit about what is actually on this beautiful, I've seen it in person, this beautiful uh, <laughs> cart, a two-tiered cart. Is it two tiers? No, it's just one tier. Uh, 
can you guys just kind of talk about like some of the products that are on there and just like, you know, paper towels versus uh, towels that we've used in the past, just like what can people kind of expect uh, as far as the cleaning supplies go? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> That's, you're funny. Um, so yeah, we did, we got, um, we got pull, pull tab, uh, brawny towels so that you, you don't, you, you know, you pull one towel, you're only touching one towel. Um, we have pull, um, wipe balls that are in buckets that already have a cleaning solution on them. So those can be used to either clean your hands or, um, you can use them to clean equipment as long as we spray some, uh, product on them as well. Um, we have, we were very fortunate. We were locked and loaded with a lot of cleaning equipment already. Um, so that, that helped us out a lot uh, because there, as everyone knows, there's not a lot available. Uh, we also bought some different spray bottles. Like uh, we got an idea. Um, it came up in a coach's meeting. Micah brought it up. Uh, and then we also saw it in some other places, but just utilizing um, something you would utilize essentially to, to, to pump, uh, spray around your house for uh, insects and, or um, you might spray your lawn with or something. So we got one of those um, that like, has a little air pump on it and it'll spray continuously. So we just wanted to make it more efficient. So if you were going to spray the rig, you can just hold your, tr your finger down on the trigger and, and just brush it across the rig and it, it sprays it down. So um, that kind of thing to, uh, to, to help with, with everything, you know? So, yeah, we, we loaded that bad boy up, uh, and it is two tiers. You yeah, are correct. Two tiers. <laughs> uh, we got a we got a couple like a pulse mop, a, um, a, a electric floor sweeper, some different things. So, um, yeah, it'll it'll definitely be uh, there'll definitely be a heightened attention to it, and and I think everyone will notice it for sure. So we put a lot of thought into all that stuff. Awesome. Uh, and I know that you guys are uh, in contact with other uh, gyms in the area. Have you guys kind of discussed what their plans are, bouncing off ideas of things to, to try out? So without getting anyone in, uh, in, in any trouble <laughs> or anything, I mean, everyone, everyone has a different viewpoint, yeah. right, Gabe? I mean, it's it, – we're of the Gabe and I had discussions after we've, you know, we're in this, uh, this group text with a bunch of the local CrossFit gym owners and a lot of them, a lot, I think it was split down the middle a little bit, but a lot of them sort of felt like, Hey, we might try and do something outside of the gym and, you know, almost running like this, uh, open gym kind of thing on the DL, uh, with lit, like five people at a time. And so, and, and Gabe and I were a little bit of the mindset that we've spent a lot of time trying to build a professional atmosphere from our standpoint and how we approach things. And I almost felt like, is a member going to like, look at that and be like, these guys are a little shady, you know, <laughs> or so, and, and I don't know, you know, to each their own, right. Everyone knows what they need to do for their business and they know their members best. And, and I think that's where we landed was we're going to, you know, we want to wait and see what the governor puts out. Um, for the next phase. And I think with something like that, I would rather not be the first one to try that out. So, you know, being in that group text, I'm sure we'll hear how it goes as well. And, you know, if there's an opportunity for us to, I don't know, do some um, different types of uh, workouts or, or something along those lines, then, you know, we'll try, uh, try to do that. But yeah, we want to try and approach things as professional as possible. Yeah, Jeremy, you probably know it, but maybe some of our newer members don't realize that there's a lot of uh, 
CrossFit owners, if they've been owners for a long time, there's kind of an old school mentality where they're very, um, and I don't know if anti-authority is the right word, but they just like, they're going to run their business the way they want to run their business. So, mm-hmm. um, you you come across a lot of owners who are like, I don't care what the government says, I'm going to do what I want. And we, we, uh, Lou and I have over the years, we started out in that mindset. The owner before us was of that mindset. And as we've kind of figured out what works for CrossFit Orlando, we've, um, I, I don't want to say stopped being that way, but we've, we've definitely started being less like these, some of these old school owners who are just like rogue. They're almost like <laughs> rogue owners who just do whatever the hell they want. Um, and we've tried to make it a little more professional. So that was where that came from, where we were like, that's awesome that you guys decided to do that. And hopefully it works for you. And, and we might even revisit it after you've been the guinea pig for it, but we don't want to put ourselves out that way. We want to be a little more professional about it. Right. Right, right, right. Um, and then I was just going to kind of add that uh, I just hope everybody kind of understands that uh, we'll have everything spelled out for everybody as far as when they walk in the gym with rules, whether it's on a board. Um, just want everybody, just like what you guys said, to kind of reiterate that for everybody to feel super, super safe. And there's going to be a method to the madness. And it's not just going to be willy nilly when they walk in the gym. Yeah, good call. Jess, I'm bringing you back in. You, you're still with us. <laughs> Wake up, Jess. Okay. Um, how how have the yeah. demo videos been going for you, and the the Zoom classes, and just kind of like working out at home? Can you kind of speak on that a little bit? No. Yeah. So I think okay. Well, the videos. Um, I think they're a really cool tool for our members, but <laughs> recently I haven't gotten much at 7am. So all you people who, <laughs> that's right. Y'all need to get up early. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> no, I know that everyone's got a lot on their plates, but um, yeah. So I feel like we, you know, we're doing everything we can for these demo videos to give, you know, our members anything to feel like we're, you know, we're still trying for them. And um I think we did, um, or Gabe and Luke, it was awesome to, to give stuff out to members and um, provide some equipment to to do some of these workouts or, or advance them a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I did get people on, I think in the beginning, I, I had like 10 people as my most. And um, it's it just feels like community again. And I feel like when people are on it, it's, it's sad, but it's also... Um, you know, nice to have everyone get together and I, and yeah, so I don't know. I love them. They're not oh, obviously sure. what we and, want. And uh, you were saying uh, something that kind of triggered got, another right? question so. that I had. I know we're kind of bouncing around everybody, but uh, it all does make sense. Trust me. Uh, so Jess, you had brought up uh, the, <laughs> you had brought up the members having equipment. So <laughs> that's another question. I know you guys kind of brought that up in the email you sent to everybody, but can you guys kind of touch on, what the process might look like of uh, the members bringing the equipment back that they've been loaned and what that cleaning process might entail. Yeah. Once we know the date, if for instance, it is um, I think May 15th is a Monday uh, or no, may say it's like May 18th, right? That's a Monday. Um, 
then I would say the Saturday before we would collect the equipment. Um, and then we are going to have a, uh, we have a, a coaches meeting coming up. So the plan was to have that uh, before we reopen and Gabe and I have put together a, a punch list essentially of items that we want to get back through and, and uh, just do a little bit more of a deep cleaning on uh, prior to opening. Uh, so all the equipment when it's returned, of course, will be, uh, sanitized and cleaned. And then we're going to go through, uh, the gym as well as a team, um, and take care of the rest of the area as well. And the gym has been getting cleaned while we've been closed. So it's still, it's still, uh, getting the floor cleaning every week. And, um, we typically do it two to three times a week, but for right now, it's just once a week, obviously, cause it's closed, but, um, we're, it's still, everything's still getting clean. So we thought that would, uh, you know, we didn't want to stop doing that. We felt, felt like that'd be a good thing. Right. Uh, and I, I want to put some more, uh, more emphasis on the cleaning cart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> love that. You love that thing. Huh? I really got you. I really do. Like the first time I saw <laughs> yeah. it, I was like, Ooh, this is, this is nice. So if everybody can close their eyes, picture the two tiered, uh, matte black, like all the, uh, rogue equipment, matte black, no, I, I don't know. I have nothing else. Uh, but the thing's great. And uh, <laughs> I just want everybody to know that there are tons and tons of cleaning supplies on it. And uh, the Lou and Gabe are covering all the bases. So no one has anything to worry about. And uh, just excited for everybody to get back in there and get a barbell in their hand. I'm sure everybody's excited about that part. No more. No more body weight stuff for a little bit. <laughs> exactly, and also we'll we'll have the we'll have the procedures kind of like you mentioned, Jeremy. We'll have procedures that everybody should be following. Uh, in, in addition to cleaning, there's not going to be any congregating before or after classes for the most part, probably. And and just so everybody knows, obviously this is short term. Uh, we just want everybody to be safe. At some point, hopefully, we'll you know you know maybe a few weeks down the line, we'll be able to just like hang out like we used to all day every day and um but you know we're all gonna have to sacrifice a little bit even when we're back in the gym to make sure that everybody is as safe as possible sure and with with the classes kind of being a shorter time period than the normal hour um lou i know you kind of do the the programming can you kind of speak on if you've even thought about it, what the structure of the classes might look like with them being a little bit shorter. Yeah, we'll have to vary the programming a little bit. Um, but, you know, it's just to, to make things work for right now. Trust me, everyone will still get, you know, incredible amounts of fitness. <laughs> um, we may not uh, be able to have um, two parts every day. In fact, you know, I see it more as a, a you know, a solid warm up, and then we, uh, maybe have like a skill and then the workout. So um, it'll be more of, of that structure. And, and, you know, there'll still be lifting, but maybe on a day we do lift, uh, maybe it's a quick wad at the end, something, you know, under the, uh, you know, five to seven minute time domain, something of that nature that does not going to take that long to set up. So um, I, I think that's more of what to expect. The other thing is, you know, we're not going to just throw something up, you know, everyone comes back, I know people have been working out. It's great to see everybody logging their workouts. I mean, there might not be a ton of people getting on Zoom. They may not want to be on video while they work out, but there are still a lot of people logging their workouts, whether they're still following the um, 
the old programming or the at-home programming, depending on the amount of equipment they have. So that's nice to see. But um, but yeah, we'll 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 have uh we'll have it set up well so that it'll it'll flow in that time frame. But we'll still get some lifts in. Um, but we're gonna have to definitely make it a little more concise just because it's not gonna be an hour for uh, at least for the immediate future. Right. Guys and lady, I think we did it. Does anybody awesome. have anything else they wanted to bring up pertaining to our topics today? Just that I can't wait to see everybody again. I, I mean, like we, Lou and I were hoping when the, the governor made his announcement last week or whatever that, that we were going to be opening on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, but yeah. uh, obviously we're disappointed, but we also know that like, it's it's a couple weeks out right it's it's gonna happen we're just being patient it's it's better to be safe but uh i'm excited to see everybody i can't wait to get back into the gym and and, uh, kick some butt definitely definitely well lou gabe jess thank you so much for your time today and jess it's great getting to know you um (laughs) everybody you can find us on crossfit orlando on facebook and instagram crossfitorlando.com and we will see you on the next episode thanks everybody thanks jeremy all right see you guys bye